Hi guys, my name is Francesca and I'm the founder of the Inspiring My Generation Corporation. We're a nonprofit for mental health awareness. And today I'm here with Bria from at Bria's Corner on Instagram. If you don't follow her page, I have to tell you it is so inspiring, so happy, so uplifting, so positive. She does these Thursday tips that the energy that she has when you watch these with these amazing tips, first of all, like depression, finding joy, boundaries, they're absolutely incredible. And they're not only so inspiring, just her energy with them is absolutely incredible. It's guaranteed to make your day. You need to be following her page if you're not. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited you're here. For having me. This is so amazing. I love what you do as well. Thank you. So can you tell me a little bit about you and why you started your page? Yeah, so I'm Bria Hines. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. And right now I am finishing up my master's degree in counseling. So um, I graduate next month. So I'm super, super excited about that. But I started Bria's Corner because I suffer from Meniere's disease, which is an inner ear condition that affects your middle ear that causes hearing loss, tinnitus, and so many other things. And so this came about last year while I first started the program, right? Um, and so I realized that I was dealing with depression, anxiety, and so many other things. And I'm going into this field and it was almost like this is my personal experience to really help my future clients, right? So as I'm doing this and I'm going to my own therapist, I realized, you know, I'm going through all of this to help other people. Like I'm not the only person that's dealing with grief. I'm not the only person that's dealing with depression. And I'm definitely not the only person that is dealing with anxiety. So why, why not my story help someone else, right? And so I knew that when I talked to people just one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, oh, Bria, you're so inspirational. Like, you need to put this online so other people can get this good stuff that you have. And so I kind of started it on, um, on a whim, just like saying, you know what, if I don't do it today, then I'm not going to do it. So I just started it. And the outcome of it has been so great. Just like you asking me for this interview and just other people messaging me saying, oh, Bria's Corner is so great. I'm so happy that you started it. But it was started from my own situation um, and my own difficulties in life. And just knowing that just if I had seen this, this would have helped my day. So why can't I do that for other people? So I started it. It's just here to cultivate people to really appreciate themselves, like as they are right now in their journey. I absolutely love that. Thank you. I love when someone takes something that they've gone through and they use it to help others and inspire people. It makes such an amazing impact when people see that, oh, I'm not alone. There are other people out here. So thank you. you're amazing to do that. <laughs> thank No, you're amazing, but thank you. <laughs> So you said you're about to finish up your um, master's, so that's your LPC, correct? Yes. So no, my master's is just a master's and then you get your ALC first and then your LPC. So I'll be sitting for my ALC um, and hopefully I'll be getting into a doctorate program very soon. So I'll be doing that as well. And then on the course of doing that, I'll be applying for my LPC. So yeah. That's amazing. I'm getting ready to start applications for all that, for a master's in counseling and so what advice did you have for someone who wants to do that? Like, how did you know that's what you wanted to do? How did you know where to apply? And what really has gotten you through it? Okay, so I went to the University of Montevallo, where I currently get my master's at, where I'm getting my master's now. Um, and I graduated in speech and language pathology, right? <laughs> and minored in deaf studies. So um, 
once I got to like my senior year, I started looking up the counseling program on campus because I knew like I wanted to help students and I wanted to help adults, but I knew I didn't want to do it in that capacity. And like I said, people telling me, Bria, like you're so great at talking, like you just encouraged me. I just knew that that was what I really wanted to do. So I applied on campus. I looked into some things, some other universities and I applied there and got in. Um, but Montevallo was just something that I was used to. It was something that um, I knew the professors. And so I went for my interview. The interview went great. I love what they had to offer. And so I selected Montevallo to do my master's. But while I was in the search for other schools, I looked at the professor's research. Does it have anything to do with what I'm interested in? But also I looked at what the program offers. What kind of classes would I be taking? Is this something that interests me? Um, what would be the steps that I need to take? And is it something that's attainable in my life right now? Um, because getting a master's is a very serious thing not only do you have to work full-time, but you also are taking time to master another skill. Um, so making sure that it's something that you really want to do. Because a lot of times, I know in my master's program, we have to actually be working. So in my internship, I am working as a counselor. Even though it's not a pay position, it's still, I'm this person's counselor. This is something major. Like I am helping them guide to their better selves. So you have to make sure that it's something that you want to do and it's something that you really have a purpose that it's purpose for your life because I think a lot of times people pick majors or just things just to have a master's or just to have a PhD but I think that you should sit down and really seek out the purpose of what you want to do in the long run so my purpose is people like I am going to help people for the rest of my life and I'm going to do it through mental health and I knew that but if my purpose was I'm going to cure people then I would go to be a doctor um, or a physician's assistant or anything like that. But just know what you want to do and really hone in on what you feel for the people that you'll be helping and making sure that it's sincere. And I'm just a firm believer that where you're supposed to be is going to come to you. So whatever program that you're supposed to be in, you're going to find it. They're going to accept you and it's just going to be a perfect fit. I love that. That's really great advice. And I've definitely been there where I'm doing a master's now that was not my passion. I really wanted a master's. And mm -hmm. for some reason, I was like, um, information systems. And anyone who knows me knows I'm not good at technology. Yeah. And learning computer coding is not the right fit. And I think a lot of people get into that where they try to put themselves in a position where they're doing something they don't really enjoy and it loses a lot of mm -hmm. um, momentum and what they want to do kind of lowers their passion, lowers their drive, can result in a lot of anxiety and depression. So definitely making sure you know what you want to do and you're passionate about it is such amazing advice. Yes, yes. And I'm so happy that you were very open about that. Um, I think people need to hear that. That is very, very important that, yeah, sometimes we choose the wrong thing, but that doesn't mean we can't go back and change it to the right thing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And so with finishing up your master's and doing APC you said it was first and then LPC yes ALC first yes. ALC and then LPC so you're getting ready to are you going to be a counselor Yes. So my goal is to be a counselor. Um, that's my job. I'm currently looking for jobs now. Um, but I also want to keep Bria's Corner aloof and maybe offer some type of consultations or something like that while I'm working on my ALC. So while I'm doing my ALC, I still will be able to counsel and still get those hours and still be paid to do that, but it will be supervised. 
um, which is completely fine with me because I'm supervised now. Um, <laughs> so yes, that is um, the plan. That's the plan. Amazing. So mm-hmm. what do you think is, as someone, as a student who goes to therapy and who's getting ready to become a therapist and become a counselor, what are some advice you have to be successful in therapy? Yes, just do it. But also taking your own personal story and being empathetic with others. I think a lot of times, a lot of people don't like going to therapists because it's like, I'm telling this one person all of my business. But it's also knowing like, this is the one person you can tell your business to. And I can't tell anybody. I'm a walking journal for you. Like, tell me all of your deepest fears. Tell me everything that frightens you. Tell me everything that you've been through. Um, but also looking at therapy, there's this misconception about that it's for crazy people or people that are not you know and I'm like no that's not it we all have things that we need to work on we all have things that we struggle with in life whether it was childhood trauma or whether it was a sickness losing a child there's so many different things in life that we go through that are inevitable it's just it's gonna happen But to have a therapist, just if you're having a bad day, to be able to go in someone's office and say, you know, today was a bad day because, and they help you sort your feelings. Do you know how awesome that is? Like feelings and emotions are hard for people to express because we don't want to seem weak or we don't want to seem like we're just being negative Nancy's or things like that. But it's so needed. You have to talk things out. The more you hold things in, the more it's just not going to be great for you. You're going to be holding on to things and you're going to just really be in a place of darkness. And don't we all want to be in light? I want to be in light. (laughs) So going to therapy is just a place to ensure that your mental is intact, your happiness is intact, you're getting that self-care done, and you're removing people from your life that are toxic, which is what I talked about um, this past week, but also just giving yourself a chance to live your best life. And that's all a therapist wants for you. We want you to live your best life, be in the best mental health capacity that you can be. And you don't have to stay with us forever. You know, once you get better and learn how to, you know, organize your emotions and things like that, you'll be able to help someone after you. So it's it's a win-win. So I think that everyone should seek therapy. (laughs) That's my thing. I think that therapy is not a bad thing. It's actually a really, really great thing. And we all, we don't all have people that we can talk to. So going to a therapist and really taking control of your mental health is a big deal. I agree. And I think a lot of people don't realize that therapy is just as much about growth as it is about healing. Exactly. You don't have to go to therapy because you've suffered a trauma or because you're depressed or anxious, or because you have a mental health disorder, you can go just to learn more about yourself, to explore things you've gone through, explore your life and your feelings and your emotions, and figure out who you are, and you may figure out your identity. Exactly. I wish a lot more people knew that, that therapy is not just about, um, like, a reactive medicine. It's just exactly. It's preventative. It definitely is. Like when you know that, and especially around the holidays, you have, you know, people that are grieving and they don't even know that they're grieving. They're just walking around sad. And it's like, no, you're grieving. This is around the time that your family member would have been here and they passed away last year. This is understandable. Um, so it's definitely a preventative thing. Even if you just want to talk to your therapist about happy moments because no one else will listen. That is a great thing as well. Um, and I love how you brought that out. It is preventative, very preventative. It is. And I love the way you say that too, because 
with grief, specifically in the holidays, a lot of people don't realize that the first few holidays after losing a loved one can be so difficult and okay. traumatic in many ways because there's so many triggers, so many reminders. And we're not always able to process that all on our own. And that's okay. Yeah. With everything going on in the world right now, and we have the news at our fingertips, right? We know everything that's happening everywhere. Probably not yeah, everywhere, okay. but we know a lot. And our minds aren't able to take in that much bad information on top of our own stuff, on top of our loved one's stuff. It's a lot. And sometimes we need help to process and sort it out. And that doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you not good enough. It doesn't make you vulnerable. It just makes you human. Exactly. We are just human beings just trying to make it through. <laughs> Honestly, we're just trying to make it. And I mean, I love everything you said. That is awesome. You are right on it. <laughs> Thank you. You are welcome. That was so perfect. So perfect. Thank you. So then you also talking about um, like toxic relationships, which is one thing that you did with your Thursday tips. So what are some like self-care when it comes to toxic relationships and boundaries? What are some of your like methods for how you take care of yourself and encourage others to really care for their bodies, minds, and spirits? Yeah, so that is a really great question. Um, I'll tell this little piece of my story. Last year, I um, ended a relationship, actually an engagement. And although I'm the person that ended, it was still like, I'm going through this breakup and it's really, really hard. But that was so toxic for me. So the first thing I had to do was realize that I was in a toxic relationship. And that's a lot of times people don't really understand that this is toxic. This is not serving you. And toxic can be someone who's manipulative, someone who doesn't care about your feelings, someone who's insecure, someone who's inconsistent with you. And the list can go on and on. But you have to realize how this person makes you feel is not how you're supposed to be feeling. You shouldn't feel down when you're around them. You shouldn't feel like, oh, if I don't do this, then he, this person, he or she is going to be upset. Um, then you would realize that this person is really taking too much from you and you're not getting anything in return and then at the end of the day you're pouring from an empty cup you're no longer recognizable to yourself and that's where I had gotten so the first thing I did was I got a therapist I was like you know what I need help going through this <laughs> I can't just break up with him we've been together three years what do I do like I know that this is not serving me but I can't bring myself to release myself from this it was like we were chained together and I literally had to talk through how this is not healthy for you this is not okay and it took me months to really get to the point that okay Bria you have to do this for yourself so finding a therapist. The second thing is choosing you. Like spend time with yourself, self-care. I do a lot of face masks. I go on walks. I go on bike rides. I talk with my friends. I go to restaurants by myself so I can really process my thoughts. And I think that's what a lot of people misunderstand about self-care. It's literally time for you to be with yourself. It's time for you to process your thoughts. So a lot of people say they journal. I video journal. So I have my phone and I'll just talk to myself really um but it's me getting my feelings and my thoughts out there um and that's something that I did when I was leaving my toxic relationship I video journaled my feelings and how this made me feel today and really telling myself Bria you have to do it you have to go <laughs> um 
But also I would do massages and self-care is not all about things you spend money on, but that's something that relaxed me. I have high anxiety. I get anxious about the smallest of things. So just taking that little moment to just pamper myself and just to really know that, okay, you are fine. Everything's fine. You can do this. You were made for this. Um, and also making sure you have people around you that are positive is so detrimental to our mental and just us in general when we have so many negative people and so many naysayers in our lives and they really impact how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the situation we're going through because we tell them our business and they give us their advice right and it may not be the best thing for you so making sure you have people in your life that really want to see you succeed and really want to see you be great is also something very important when you're getting rid of toxic people because then you can decipher oh well this person's great this person may be a little toxic you know (laughs) you're really able to figure that out um But also with the self-care aspect, you have to find what works for you. So that means experimenting. Um, You can look up a list of things for self-care and try to do a couple of them and see what works, whether it's singing, whether it's taking a nap, whether it's doing video journaling, whether it's reading a book, making coffee in the morning, getting out of bed. You know, there's so many forms of self-care, but you have to be intentional about matching what what goes with your self, if that makes sense. (laughs) Matching your self-care to you. I changed the wording. (laughs) Um, And that's going to be some experiment. And also people, I want to let people know that self-care changes. It can change season by season. I mean, depression has different seasons for people who are depressed. Um, So self-care changes. Like today I may like a hot bath and tomorrow I may like a hot shower. It's just gonna change. So you have to be down for the change. And also knowing that it is what it is. I can get through this and I'm gonna just change up my self-care to what worked last time. Maybe cooking a big meal is gonna help me this time. That's just an example. I don't know, but (laughs) it changes. And I think that people should be open to the change. It's so beautiful to go through the changes of life and really growing and learning from that. Um, So yeah, I hope I answered your question. (laughs) You brought up so many amazing points. I love that. First, you know, a lot of people get stuck in these relationships that are toxic and it takes a long time to realize you're in one, right? And by the time you do, sometimes you feel trauma bonded to them, right? Sometimes you feel that you just have so much love for them. How do you leave the relationship? You've been together for so long. You know, is it really worth ending the relationship? A lot of people go through that. So bringing up the point that therapy is such an amazing way to explore that and process your emotions and figure out what works best for you. Exactly. And a great way to learn about how you can end the relationship in a healthy way. It helps maintain your inner peace and brings kind of love to the ending instead of exactly. the dramatic, horrible end. And then when you talk about self-care, I absolutely love that because we do have to tailor our self-care to ourselves, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people say, oh, meditation works for me or breath work works for me. But a lot of people also say that doesn't work for me. It doesn't have yeah. to work for you. You can have something else that works, you know, like mm-hmm. massages. That's an amazing thing that a lot of people don't realize. That's a great way of self-care. It's about loving yourself and what mm-hmm. makes you love yourself and learning mm-hmm. how to fall in love with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Self-love, self-talk, the way that we talk to ourselves is so, so very important. 
And I like how you brought up leaving a toxic relationship in a healthy way. So um, I should have brought this up, but leaving a toxic relationship in a healthy way is going to help you. Like a lot of times people just like, you know, I'm done with you. And it's kind of like a a wall. No, get an understanding. Let that person know why you're leaving them. Like, don't just not answer their phone calls, but just tell them, hey, I'm doing this for me. It's not personal, but it's personal. Like nothing against you, but I just can't do it anymore <laughs> type of thing. And really, and honestly, you don't have to explain yourself, but I know a lot of times when I speak to clients, they're like, oh, I really wish that I would have, I don't want you to have any regrets, you know, saying, oh, I should have told him or oh, I should have told her. I mean, get what you want to get out. And if you just want to leave the relationship, then go for it. But a lot of times people go back to toxic relationships because there was no end in place. So you have to end it, draw the line. That's my boundary. That is a non-negotiable type of thing. And that is going to be helpful as well. That's really, really good advice because a lot of people do. They don't, they try to just walk away and run away from it. And then they end up going back to it because there was no closure. Exactly. Or they feel like they have to explain it and they want to go and over-explain it until, you know, the words just keep pouring and pouring out and nothing really happens. So learning how to authentically and honestly express yourself in a way that clearly ends the relationship, draws the line, puts up those boundaries is extremely instrumental. Exactly. So very true. So, so true. <laughs> when you were talking about self-care, we're talking a little bit about self-love. So how did you learn what worked right best for you? And how did you learn, you know, massages were something that helped you and face masks helped you versus you know, you said exercise, like going for walks and bike rides. How did you learn that that was what really helped you? Yes. Yeah, so like I just pointed out, I did a lot of um, research with myself. Like some things that don't calm me down are like <laughs> cooking that doesn't calm me down. Sleeping, even though for a lot of people it does, like for me, my mind always runs like, you need to be up doing this. Like you need to be doing that. So it just keeps my body up. So sleeping was not one of those things that was self-care for me. And it's self-care for a lot of people. Um, but I found that when I cut them up, like when I get up in the morning, the way I change, the way I wake up. So instead of waking up thinking negative things, I have an affirmation right there. It's like, hello, gorgeous. And I'm thinking like, oh, I'm beautiful today. You know, just saying all these great mantras to myself. But it really works. Looking in the mirror and looking at my outfit like girl you look cute that is self-love the way you talk to yourself is so so very important and I did it by practice now of course the first couple times it was weird I'm like Bria you're being so weird like who talks to themselves <laughs> but it's so needed it is so very needed like you have to talk to yourself like you're the first person that you hear in the morning your thoughts um what you think about yourself like that is so important so just having that next to my bed lighting a candle on the weekends listening to my favorite music and sometimes even cooking me a little breakfast doing a face mask on a Saturday morning sitting outside watching the cars and talking to my roommate I mean there's just so many things that bring me self-care getting able to read that book that I wasn't able to read it's self-care, like spending time with myself, journaling, like I said, even doing things for Bria's Corner is self-care for me. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm helping people. Like, this is totally boosting my self-confidence. Um, so yeah, I just experimented with a lot of things. And now I have like, I know what works for me. This is great. I love everything about it. So that is where I am. 
I love that. I love those affirmations. I do that too. I have sticky notes yeah. all around my apartment. You can't walk in or out of a room without a positive quote. Okay, that's me too. You come to my house and there you're going to be encouraged, okay? <laughs> it's such an amazing thing. And it's something small like that. Just putting a sticky note up or writing a letter like on your phone, maybe a note or your screensaver, like little reminders of positivity and happiness can make such a big difference. Yeah such a big difference that is such a good point I love all of your questions these are awesome right on yeah. I love all your responses they're so good and so encouraging because these are conversations that we need to be having right and a lot of people don't know this information there's these are this is stuff that you should know that normally by the time we're 10 years old we should know that listening to our favorite song can help us feel better right mm -hmm. a positive quote might make a big difference in our day and start our day off so much better learning to find out what books we like. Reading a book might make your day better. Certain foods might make you feel better. Kind of yeah. learning about yourself and falling in love with yourself is such an amazing thing that we're not teaching kids. We're not teaching them. And then as we grow older, we kind of learn less and less about ourselves until we don't really know who we are. And to know how to reflect in ourselves and develop these self-care tools is something that's so incredible. Yeah. And you said to practice them practice is so important because a lot of times we wait until we need them to try to use them and that doesn't work it's about practicing them when you don't need them so that you're good and you're ready to use them and it's second nature to use them when you need them yes exactly second nature like it just kicks in like oh I need to do self-care <laughs> get a little anxious let me get my self-care <laughs> yes perfect point it's so so important self-care is so important and I feel like it just became a thing um, like in the last couple of years, but it's so important taking care of yourself, knowing yourself, knowing your triggers and all those things. So important. So, so important. Exactly. And being kind to yourself, like you said before, is so amazing. Like if, how would you address a friend when a friend gets ready in the morning? Are you like, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, you can't wear that. Or are you like, oh my God, you look amazing. Love that outfit. Talk to yourself the same way, you know? Mm -hmm. Talk to yourself as if you're one of your friends, not as if you're your biggest critic. We talk <laughs> to ourselves like we're criticizing ourselves all the time. Like someone wants to be a movie critic of our lives. Right. Give yourself that same energy. Like exactly. you Beyonce or whoever, like you are Beyonce. Like give yourself like, give yourself that same energy. I need to write that down because that's really good. But give yourself that same energy. You deserve it. Like you are you first and then it's everybody else. So you have to give yourself what you give other people. If not more, if not more. Exactly. We have to, I think a lot of people feel like self-care is selfish, right? Like they can't put yeah. themselves first because how do I put myself first when I have all these people in my life who are all going through things? And I get that feeling. But if you don't take care of yourself, you can, you literally cannot support someone else in the way that they deserve. Exactly. So exactly. It's as much for other people as it is for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So if you're a mom, like you taking care of yourself, it's going to go on down to your kids and your husband or, you know, your family. Even if you are a teacher, that is going to go down to your students. Being a therapist, taking care of myself first is important because it's going to go down to my clients. 
um, and so many other things. It just always goes down to the person that you're caring for. You see every day, people know when you're not happy. People know when you're frustrated. People know when you're not taking care of yourself. So why not just do it? Just get it done. And it's easier said than done. I tell a lot of people that, like you brought up a great point that people think that it's selfish and it's hard to say no. It's hard to create boundaries for people who've always had unlimited access to you. But it's so important that you do it because it's just not personal, but it's personal. <laughs> That's my favorite saying because I don't, I never want people to feel personally about what I, when I say no, but it's just personal for me. I have to say no because it's a boundary that I've created. And if you cross it, then that means it's not a boundary anymore. And so it just doesn't work out. <laughs> exactly. And I love that because it's not personal to you. It's personal to me. Exactly. That's when it's so huge. A lot of people, you know, when someone tells us no, or I mean, when we tell somebody no, they kind of sometimes are like, but why, right? They don't know, understand boundaries, don't always respect boundaries and not because they want to disrespect your boundaries, but because they don't understand, they don't know. So to let them know that it's nothing to do with you. I still love you. I still care about you and I want everything for you. But if I don't take care of myself, I can't be there for you. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect point. That was such an amazing point that you brought up. So Thank you so much for joining me today. This conversation has been absolutely incredible. What is one thing that you want to like let everyone know? Um, I want everyone to love. Follow me, please. <laughs> On Bria's Corner, um, I bring daily doses of just inspiration, just things that you'll need to direct your life. And even though we always feel like we have a hold on it, there's always something that we can be doing with our mental to help us in our jobs, our career choices in school, so many other things. Um, but letting them know taking care of your mental needs to come first um, because it just helps everything else in your life. So if you want those daily encouragements, please follow me on Bria's Corner. Um, DM me. I love talking to my followers, answering questions. So yes. And thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been an awesome, awesome, awesome interview. And you're amazing. I love what you do and just keep it up. This is thank great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you.